Hey everyone, welcome to Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media where we talk about the strategies and tactics to help you grow your business, live the life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. My name is Joshua Stike, Vice President of Marketing here at Reminder Media, and with me as always is Luke Acri, President of Reminder Media. Today we are missing our brother in arms, Seth and Eisenhart, but we are pressing on and we'll be discussing setting up Facebook and Google pages for your business. We just did a webinar on ads that you should be running on Facebook and thought we should take some time to discuss it more on the podcast and walk you through how to do that. That webinar really showed us how interested people were in Facebook marketing. Yeah. It's just like it actually made me go, topic. it made me go as a company go, man, how do we sell Facebook <laughs> marketing to people? <laughs> um, because it is just the topic on everybody's mind right now. Let's go over some stats because if you're thinking, should you be on social media, which I don't think anybody listening to this is probably thinking that anymore. I think if you're thinking that, you know, you might want to be thinking about getting out of the business because you need to have these <laughs> things on your mind. But let's go over some stats, Josh. Read us some stats of just kind of social media, Facebook marketing. We're going to probably talk about face, building a Facebook business page, building a Google business page, some thoughts on that. But give them some stats of social media and what's going on right now. So. On Facebook alone, there's 2.2 billion daily active users. And that's obviously you're not going to hit all of those users. But if you break it down to look at what are the other options that you might be using in social media, LinkedIn has about 260 million daily active users. So your opportunity on Facebook is proportionally going to be so much greater if you're spending time on one social media channel. Start thinking about how are you shifting your time over to something like Facebook. And in order to get your content out there as a brand, uh, organic reach for Facebook pages now with the algorithms that um, changes that Facebook have made is only about 2%. So if you're posting organically and not putting money behind it, you're only going to get about a 2% reach versus what you could get with your paid marketing. You know, it's uh, interesting because as I've gotten into social media, if you guys aren't following me yet, I got to shamelessly plug myself. Follow me on Facebook at Luke Acre RM and then follow me on Instagram at Luke Acre. And what I'm learning and my point that I want to make is that it is really super overwhelming when you get into Facebook marketing and when you get into Instagram and just trying to always be thinking socially of what I should be posting, what I shouldn't be posting. But one thing that is kind of coming up in my mind all the time is should I uh, turn my mic towards my mouth is what I'm being yes, told right now. It's like, this is why I have backup people on this podcast. They're, they're right well, saying, the Hey, turn the mic towards your mouth. <laughs> so, uh, but my point being is that I always am now questioning what other social media things should I be on? I know Vero is starting to become really yeah. popular. So I'm thinking about becoming on Vero and stuff like that. But what I would tell you is that, you know, when you look at like your social media, what I've learned is just it's better to just choose something and just go hardcore into it. And so I've chosen Facebook and Instagram, and I'm trying not to be overwhelmed with the other uh, stuff that's coming up. Well, look, I mean, be 19% of all of our times spent on our phone is spent on Facebook. So if you uh, just think about that, throughout the day, we're spending an average of 35 minutes per day on Facebook, accessing it eight times a day it's, on a, our It's phones. addictive. In fact, there's yeah. a new business out there for you guys if you want to get into helping people cope with the addiction of social <laughs> media. Because it, it truly is addictive. Um, but some of the things, it's like when I think about Facebook marketing, 
in doing this Facebook business page. Some of the things that I think you guys should be thinking about that let's talk about, Josh, on what we've been doing and what we're thinking about doing even for myself and my own brand is we're using our Facebook to engage our audience, to create this social engagement, but we really are trying to drive exposure to our potential customers. We're trying to gather leads. We're using Facebook advertising to do that. So walk me through kind of in your mind when you think about a Facebook business page. Mm -hmm. You know, the first question that I get in my mind that pops up then when I talk to realtors or insurance agents is why can't I use my personal profile why do I need a Facebook business page yeah and so what are your thoughts on that I have my own personal thoughts mm -hmm. I know one of the main ones is ads I want yep. to give them the kind of thought well no in order that. in order to run advertising on Facebook in order to spend money to get your content in front of people either for uh, views, drive them to your website, or to collect leads, you have to have a business page. Now, there's a lot of different types of business pages. What we would recommend if you are a service-based sales professional, you would be doing, you would be setting up a Facebook page for a local business or place. The other value that this is going to bring to your business, in addition to being able to run ads, is now people will be able to find you. They'll be it's able to see your like office hours. It's, it's the yeah. new yellow book. They'll have your contact information. Um, they'll also be able to um, uh, search by category. So if they're looking for real estate or they're looking for an office or something in their local area, you know, they'll be able to find you that way. So um, it's good for search, but it's also good for obviously getting your uh, lead generation um, efforts off the ground. So I chose on mine, when I did my Facebook page, I chose to do public profile. Yep. Uh, public that, figure, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, kinda, public yeah. figure. And, yep. and my thought process behind that, and this is something that you guys should think about as a realtor, as an insurance agent, my thought process behind that is not that I'm trying to be a celebrity, but in essence, I, I kind of am because I want yeah. what celebrities get, which is attention. Yeah. And so I chose to be like a public figure to try to take this celebrity route. And one of the points I would make to you as you think about like, your Facebook strategy is, are you promoting your business and your products and services? Are you kind of promoting yourself and you're the brand? You have to. So if you're a local professional, you have to embrace that celebrity attitude yeah. because you, you are be the, the brand. Kardashian. Right. You know, if you look at what Gary Keller says in The Millionaire Real Estate Agent, when people think of a real estate agent, they think of the first one and what, like 70% of yeah, people like use the first one something. they can yep. think of, the rest use the second and nobody uses the third one mm -hmm. that they can just think of. So you have to get your name out there. You have to embrace that um, that idea. If, if you are going to grow your business and really become well-known and become one or two in your space, in your community, um, that is another option for you. Now, I wouldn't recommend maybe doing only the public figure. Luke, you do, you do that because we also have our reminder media Correct. pages. So we are managing both and we have a bigger team. So if you have a team where you're able to have somebody help manage your business page and you can kind of embrace the public figure page, you're going to be able to capture even a wider audience. And then you can kind of use your public figure page, just like what you were doing on Instagram before we went live on the podcast. You're kind of being a little bit more authentic, being a little bit more yourself, not so worried about how does the brand look whenever I'm doing this, yep. you know, just kind of making sure that you're being as authentic as possible. And then that um, that kind of frees you up from some of the restrictions that you might have on your own personal. Here's a, a and here's a, a second point I would yeah. make that I, I feel and I believe is a shift that's happening in today's businesses. Is it, you know, when you think about the struggle, here's the struggle we talked about around our roundtable when we were talking about marketing was, should I have my brand or should I have the reminder media brand? Should I be posting on reminder media? Should I just be posting on my 
online because we have this business and we're selling products, but then we have me who's trying to do thought leadership to also sell our products. And what I'm learning more and more is that I don't think you should worry too much about separating those things. I am learning more and more, and I feel like what the industry is asking for, or I shouldn't say industry, what the user, what the consumer, your recipients, your clients are asking for is the authenticity. They want to know who the people are behind the business now. And so if you're worried to yourself that, hey, you know, I'm, you know, Luke Acre, the, let's say, Keller Williams agent. Should I be posting about me at the gym or posting about me going out with my friends, but then the next time be posting about a listing? I would not worry too much about that. I would not separate that because that is you. You are the business. They want to know who they're working with. So I would actually stress to you that, you know, just embrace that. Be authentic. Post about yourself. Now, when it comes to boosting advertising, Josh, we just Mm -hmm. did this webinar on teaching realtors two different ads that they can create to drive their business. One was a almost like a product driven ad because it was about a listing. The other was a branding ad. Right. And um, so one of the things that I guess I want to talk about a little bit is, you know, how should they go about doing their Facebook advertising with their business page? Where should they dive in? Should they dive in first with the branding ad in your experience? Should they dive in with a uh, product based ad? Do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, I here's what we did. We started off by boosting content and we were seeing zero results. So I, I would skip that entirely. I mean, we were not getting we were not getting likes, we were not getting engagement, we were really not getting much from that in the beginning. We turned our focus one hundred percent on generating leads for our business. And as a result, we started building an audience. We would start getting uh, page likes on our page through our advertising efforts. And it gave us enough, I would say, capital, right? So we're kind of bringing in business, which allows us to then spend money on building the teams, building the budget, building the additional pieces that and we need to continue to increase that. And you got likes as you boosted for the leads. You actually ended up getting likes that you wanted oh, through the content. Half of our likes on our Facebook page today are have come as a result because we've been putting advertisements out there. We have a very visual product, so there's a natural, it works very naturally for Facebook. It works really, really well. I think a lot of our um, uh uh, listeners here, if you're a real estate agent, you have a visual product as well. You have yourself. You, you also have the products that you sell, the inventory that you have that you're listing. You know, so if you have that, you have the opportunity. People's attention are captured by pictures. We've talked about this in Correct. past. It's the stopping power. What can you put on there that's going to capture somebody's attention? They're going to want to follow you because they're going to want to see more of what you have to offer. And that's what advertisings will bring in. As well as the way that we know this, the other option for starting a Facebook uh, page versus a profile. So just to kind of go back, your profile is you as a person, you set up that thing whenever you first joined Facebook. You have to have a Facebook profile to then start a business page. But once you have that page set up, you get insights and analytics, which will actually allow you to dive deeper into where your likes are coming from, who's engaging with your content. You can follow other brands. So if you have competitors, in your space, you have other business professionals that you're competing against. You, you can, can go set and up steal pages. Their clients you now. can <laughs> set up pages to follow, 
And then you can start to compare almost how your engagement is doing with theirs. And it really is a competitive marketplace. So that's something that you have to be considering in your marketing. Um, But it'll also allow you to show where your ROI is coming from, the return on investment, where those likes are coming from, where that engagement is coming from, and then where to spend more money. Where what is interesting, you know, I always think about my brother, Stephen, because I'm just in the, I guess, thick of it with his business and, and the advertising we're doing on Facebook. He's a realtor for those who are just listening that don't know. And one of the things that we found is exactly what Josh is saying we found with Reminder Media is that when we tried to get engagement by boosting stuff that was more about his brand, Mm -hmm. we got a lot of impressions. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing because when we looked over the course of the year, guys, when we did a bunch of boost, it's still marketing, it's still branding people. He would walk into his local banks and people would view him almost as that celebrity. Like, hey, I've I've seen seen you you everywhere because they're seeing your yard signs and now they're seeing your branding ads on Facebook. But we didn't really get any engagement. What do I mean by engagement? I mean, likes, shares, comments. We didn't get a ton of that. We got a ton thousands and thousands of impressions because that's what we were paying for. Mm -hmm. Not a ton of engagement. When we started boosting the product, meaning the listing. That's interesting. And this is what the webinar talked about. So go back and watch the webinar. It should be up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash reminder media, but watch the webinar and you'll see how much engagement we got on a listing ad, which then he could now translate that into hopefully earning likes on his Facebook and ultimately earning clients and nurturing them down the funnel. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one of the things I think about is that I don't think it's actually negative to have both your personal profile and your um, business page. And the reason why is because with your business page, you can't really message the people who are engaging with you. It's a great point. Yes. On, on your actual like listing ad or on right. your branding page. So you almost need the personal profile to be able to direct message yeah. them to get that nurture or to get that lead into your It's funnel. a nuance of pages just to kind of explain that and a little bit. If somebody If somebody <laughs> comments on one of your posts and you're a page, you can message them as that page, but they have to comment. If someone right. likes, you can't just reach out to them. Right. Um, you have to end up. You have to send them from a personal profile, which is what Luke's saying is his brother has two. Yep. Right, and that's that's working well. Now, to have in in your experience with working with him, is it too much? Like managing both pages. Managing What's them, his thoughts? Managing them does suck, and then also you get this branding problem. Because you're not consistent, right? Because you, you end up your your personal profile has just that way more personal right. stuff than your business profile, and it's just the way the human brain is and what we think about when we're on those pages, and we tend to post that. So it's something you have to schedule. Yeah. One of the things I would tell you is that as much as you want to be natural on social media, and, and the people in this room that are looking at me can testify to this, <laughs> I say all the time that I'm going to post all the time, but I don't because I'm not thinking about it. So you have to think ahead and you have to schedule out your post a lot of times. So you don't even have to use a Facebook scheduler if that's too intense for you, but you just have to be thinking about what what's your theme that you want to talk about? What do you want to actually do to try to keep you consistent? A great tip I want to make yeah. on the likes though, yeah. just before I lose it, because I'll <laughs> lose it if I don't say it. Michael Meyer, a guy I did a podcast with, and I give him credit for this uh, tip, is, and it's a great one. When someone engages with you, whether it's a like, share, or comment, especially with the likes, I never thought about it before with the likes, reach out to them and give them a simple thank you right. for the like. If they mention you, give them a thank you. Lewis Howes, what's the podcast he has, School of Greatness? 
School of Greatness, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If Lewis ever listens to this, we'd love to be on your podcast. But yes. Lewis House, this guy spoke at the 10X conference. I tagged him in a story, Instagram story. He liked my story. Now, I'm sure he has an intern or somebody just going through all the mentions and reaching out through a direct message and just giving a little heart saying thanks for, for mentioning me. But how I responded to that, going, oh, my goodness, Lewis House just responded to me. Right. Even though it's kind of, I mean, the way it made me feel made me appreciate Lewis House more. So that tip I'm referring to, guys, is if you have a, once you get your Facebook business page going, with, when people engage, thank them for it. Thank him for that engagement because how it and will make And if you ever get a feel. like from Luke, he did it. He did it. <laughs> just so you know. Just, just. Uh, but anyway, so you want to make sure that you're utilizing that engagement. Personal page versus business page, you're going to struggle. Um, yeah, the one still thing, struggle. One thing I was going to um, bring up during that was with, with the ability to, um, on your page, you were mentioning uh, for the, I can't remember the comment you were talking about when you were talking about Stevens. Personal profile? Um, like yeah, being him, able to use his personal profile. Well, with his personal profile, the point I was making was that it he uses the personal profile to be able to actually take the lead he gets from the business page, not, the, not right. the lead that comes in from like a landing page. So when he boosts an ad, guys, on his Facebook business page, he'll use landing pages and to get them to fill out forms and stuff like that. I'm talking about he'll boost a listing and he'll get someone that likes that or he'll get someone that shares that, mm-hmm. but he can't get to them with that business page. So he uses his personal profile yeah. to try to get to them and now he's more human with yeah. his personal profile well I did I, for some reason during that I kind of thought you mentioned scheduling and that mm-hmm. would, that also made me think of it is if you have a if you have a business page uh, Facebook has a built-in scheduler for you so it kind of allows you to maybe help to schedule your day a little bit better um, you can spend the weekends p- potentially setting up some posts. how much do you think someone should post? Because that's a question we get all the time. We're trying to figure that out. Like anything in marketing, it's always the most frustrating answer, but it, it depends on your audience and it depends okay. on your business. Um, on average, uh, businesses are posting eight times a day. So if you want to start, Jeez. I mean, I would start trying to post once a day. And like I said, work through, we, we provide great content. The reason why that we started producing more digital content was because we know that on on business pages on Facebook, 80% of your uh, content should not be about your business. Correct. 20% of your content should be about your business. So it's why we began creating more of our lifestyle content that we produce for American Lifestyle Magazine and Start Healthy. And we started putting that um, in a digital format so that people could go through and literally, you can go into your, the same way you would post anything. Sure. Uh, paste in the link, add a little comment to it. It's going to bring up the card with a little picture in it that'll uh, link to that page. And then instead of hitting publish, you just hit schedule and then you can push that out to schedule it you know 9 a.m on monday and then start testing the days start testing the time and track with start your testing insights. The frequencies and, and then your, your insights will tell you correct. when your people are actually looking at it which ads. is the advantage to your business page it gives you gives you those insights your personal page is not going to give you that you can only go I off mean, your engagement we noticed one of the things that we're looking at right now and this is getting a little bit deeper into facebook advertising but it's what would be called day parting which is running your ads only during certain times of the day we would get less views on our ads in the morning, but more leads. And we would get more views in the evening, but less leads. So it makes sense if you think about it, because people are starting their sure. day, they're thinking about their business. We offer a business-to-business tool. Sure. Yeah. So they're, um, they would maybe more likely to take action, but there's more people on Facebook at night. Correct. And they're not in the business mindset. So the inverse might be the same for our clients. You know, you, 
more people are on social media platforms at night like Facebook, more people are on LinkedIn in the morning. So you want to uh, test, um, test your time, test your days, and then just go back and look at those insights. And I've found with my own like personal profiles, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, even Instagram, the, when I get the most engagement is early in the morning. If I post early in the morning on like a LinkedIn or a Facebook, I'll get engagement. If I post like around lunchtime, I don't get engagement. Yeah. And that's probably specifically towards my audience. But well, it's I've definitely learned specific that, towards LinkedIn. Yeah, you know, I've LinkedIn learned that focus, very yeah. much when I've done my posting when people are actually engaging. Mm. I also would make the comment, guys, before we switch over and talk maybe a little bit about Google business, I'll make the comment that I feel like you can overpost. I, I, especially if you're using like the story features, I don't know if you find this, but when I get on like a story, if I see a ton of different little, tabs, little tiny bars, I don't, yeah, I don't want to watch it. Yep. If I see three, I'm, I'm more engaged yes. on those three. So, so there is this fatigue that I believe is happening oh, yeah. on social media with people. So you just something to keep in mind. I'm not sure exactly what the right strategy is to fight that besides posting a little less, but something to just be aware of and it's, track your insights to see. It's another thing you since you brought up Instagrams and stories. It's another thing. Instagram also has a business, right? You can get a business page on Instagram as well. Um, it's the same thing where you can actually go in and I don't think you can do this on a personal one. I've never seen it before on the personal one. I haven't, I didn't look this up before the podcast, but you can't see who's tapped on your ad to skip it. Right. Or your story to skip okay. it on the business one. You can yeah, actually you can look actually to see, see how many people skipped it. Okay. So that's another yeah. way just to kind of measure engagement. If yep. you have a lot of people tapping through your, your stories, they're not watching the whole thing. Correct. If you have a lot of views and low taps, then that means that they're they're being engaged throughout. But one more thing before we move on um, is talking about uh, Facebook business pages would be the ability to get reviews. Oh, so yes. in order to have people review your service, you do need a Facebook business And this page. is incredibly you, important you, for We might want based. to review people, but you can't. You can't <laughs> review profiles. Uh, but in order to get your um, your five star reviews, get uh, people commenting on on that in the review section, you do need a business page. No, that's well. incredibly important because especially if you're a realtor, you know one of the main reasons someone's going to choose you is because what people say about you yeah. online. And so your reputation management, Facebook is a great way to do that. And then Google Business has reviews. I mean, yeah. as we switch gears and go, okay, you got your Facebook business page that you've created now. Should you also create a Google business page? You know, we have a Google business page, but quite frankly, even if you guys went and looked at it right now, we haven't pushed it extremely no, hard in our own business. Um, and I've always viewed Google Google business pages not really as pages, more as just like it's what shows up in the search. It shows up in search, yeah. So if you search for a local business or you search in your area for a local business, you'll see a card in the right-hand corner. Correct. I don't think of that as a page, just naturally in my heart. And so I wonder if like the recipient or consumer does. What you have to do is you have to set up a Google business uh, page or place is what they used to call it. So it's business.google.com. In order to set that up, you have to have a Google Plus profile. So plus.google.com. This is all, it's all a lot of setup, but um, basically what you need to do is if you have your own office, then you would set up a local business page because they're going to ask for an address that can be verified for you. So this would be if you're running your own office, if you have um, a location that you want people to find you locally, it's going to help your local search engine optimization. Correct. Right. So when people are looking for X near me, and if you if you have a page set up and your competitors don't, you're going to be more likely to show up. Um, you can put your hours of business in there. You can put your website. You can put your uh, phone number to call. But you will have to verify it. So you do have to be 
the person at that address. Okay. Um, if you're working in a larger office, you may not actually be able to claim that for yourself, um, but you can set up your Google Plus profile, which would allow people to search for local professionals that way. Well, it's interesting. Like when I think of like um, using like a Google Plus page, the thing that comes to mind for me is search engine optimization, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Is to, I mean, it's not going to. That's not going to be the make or break in my mind. I, mean, it, I think it might break you, I should say, but it's not going. If you get a Google page, it's not. You're not going to automatically show up now. Out top of Google uh, when they search real estate or something like that. But making it convenient, I would say, is the second uh, point to me mm. that I would go, if I'm going to type in, and this is a great exercise for all of you to do when you get maybe back to a computer, if you're driving right now listening to this, when you get time, Google yourself yes. and see how what comes up. And how easy is it for somebody to get in contact with you? Yes. Because one of the most frustrating things. How many clicks does it take to call you? And that would be, to me, one of the keys to a Google business page of why you should have one is because it makes it just so much more convenient to understand where you are, uh, what phone number they need to contact with. contact you with, how to get to your website, all those things. And then you can focus on the reviews, which yeah, you know, help you from great. the credibility standpoint. But that in my mind... Well, and if you're searching on mobile, you are tapping the button. It's just one click to call you because Correct. that phone number will turn into a call, you know, click to call button. But do you think of Google as social? Um, like you personally? No, I don't. Yeah, no. neither do no. I. So no. when I think about like Google, I don't think about social. No, they tried. Yes. They really tried with circles and plus and they've, they've tried a lot, but no, it, it would not be considered I think a, of it more as information, a directory. It is. It's a directory. I, it's basically a phone book online. Um, it's using it to display local results for local businesses. Um, the other cool part about it is you'll also show up in maps. So if you're searching yes. maps and they're looking for your business or they're looking for you as a professional, if you are, if you have your business page set up and I just searched Luke Acre and you were an insurance mm-hmm. um, professional and you had your own business, then you would show up right there. I can just click that to go straight to your office. So it's again, it's re- I think what you're saying is it's removing the friction of what it would take to contact you or for me to yeah, get to you. It's the compression of Google's time. How, how do you yeah, compress time point. for your yeah. clients, for your potential now, clients? You can, how do you do that? You can use it for your marketing. So don't, I mean, yes, it is informational, but you can sure. use it for your marketing. Make sure you're encouraging people to do uh, reviews. The other big thing is Google owns YouTube. So you can put oh, yeah. up to five videos in your Google page. So there is an opportunity, even though people are looking for you for information, they can be further encouraged to engage with you because of the content that you're putting in there. I would be extremely interested if anybody's listening to this that is using your Google business page or your Google page, for lack of a better word, to really drive business for you. I would love to hear what you're doing strategy-wise, if you go to staypaidpodcast.com and maybe leave us like a comment on this podcast, because you know, quite frankly, when I look at it, I don't see a ton of opportunity to drive like a drive business, like a Facebook business page. Facebook business page is allowing you to do the ads, but also is allowing you to connect with people. Well, so if we take it back to to that Google, you, you have to have that set up your account set up to run ads on Google as well. So you For, can do so your paper click search. Oh, okay. Um, ads. Yeah, exactly. So it'd be interesting, like, and maybe it's an untapped market. Maybe if you get on Google Plus, even though there's a lot less people using it, maybe just the fact that you actually connect with somebody on Google Plus and message them you have that much higher of a chance to get seen. I don't know. It'd be a very interesting experiment to do, though. We would say it would. It's a lot easier 
to post an ad on Facebook than it is on Google. I would, it is much I would easier agree. to run Facebook ads than AdWords. So there is an opportunity there, like Luke's saying, especially from the local perspective, is if you're willing to roll up your sleeves and get in there and start figuring this stuff out. And again, it's not like you have to set it up perfect the first time. You can start setting this stuff up, start playing around with it, spend as little as $5 a day, which is what your brother did when he started running Facebook ads. Yep. It's a very low cost of entry just to start looking at some of these results. I mean, you'll see that like, from the webinar, if you guys go watch it, uh, how we created the ad, I mean, it 15 minutes, yeah. 15 minutes, and you have an ad that's up and running that costs you $5 a day that's producing leads for you. It's almost terrifying how the world <laughs> is working uh, right. now. So, I mean, I guess the takeaways for me when you when you're listening to this podcast, what you should be asking yourself, two things that have stood out to me as we're talking is one, for when it comes to your Googling or your Google business page, Google yourself, see what comes up. And see how convenient it is for somebody to contact Googled you. Myself. What did come up, dude? My, those are terrible LinkedIn. pictures. That's an no, old photo. <laughs> but no, that's a great exercise, especially if you're in the uh, service-based profession. Meaning, because if there's a picture that comes up that's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Chances are you're not going to get a lot of business. And then on the Facebook side, you got to have a Facebook business page to run ads. You should be running Facebook ads. I mean, I'm, I'm really referring to Gary Vee here. He's the one who really has been screaming this for years, is that... Um, the bigger companies are spending billions of dollars on traditional advertising like TV, you know, print advertising, and they have not shifted that money yet into Facebook. Yet. And once they shift that, because they will, is his point, once they shift that, and I agree, they will shift it, all of a sudden the cost to compete in the Facebook market space is going to be substantial. So take advantage of Facebook right now in this golden era where you can actually run an ad for $5 a day and get leads. So you want a Facebook business page to do that. You want a Facebook business page so you can actually look at the insights of your audience, how people are engaging. You can start understanding who actually engages with you. How do you turn that person actually into a lead? Because that's the purpose of your Facebook business page. And then last but not least, reviews on both your Google business page and your Facebook business page is a great opportunity for you as a service-based professional to showcase your reputation, what you bring to the table, which ultimately will help influence you in getting more clients. Yeah. So there you have it. Hopefully that gave you some inspiration and tips on how to set up your business pages on Facebook and Google, and most importantly, why. Uh, if you like what we say, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and leave a comment. Check out the show notes and resources on staypaidpodcast.com. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Subscribe to our videos on YouTube. We appreciate the support and the viewership. My name is Josh Stike. And I'm Luke Acree, guys. And I'm going to give you this action item for the podcast because we're trying to end every podcast with giving you an action item. What I want you to do is I want you to create a Facebook business page if you don't have one. We're actually going to give you a blog on our statepaypodcast.com. Go there. You'll find it in the show notes. It will teach you how to create your Facebook business page. If you have a Facebook business page, your action item is to Google yourself and see how many steps it takes to actually get in contact with you. It should be as little as possible to make sure it's convenient for your prospects to reach out to you. So Google yourself and see what comes up so take action on got so take action on that guys because the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action